I don't think years of experience is the best marker for determining whether you're at a junior level or a senior level. But unfortunately, I also don't know a better one. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk a bit about jumping from the junior to senior role. This has come up actually a few times, I think, in some of our recent episodes, but we actually got a question or or a comment in from a listener who's struggling with this. And to summarize, basically, they were saying that recently they made the decision to change their career path. And now they're starting to apply for roles. And previously, as a web designer, they were at the senior level. Um, And now that they're looking into UX, they're realizing that there's quite a lack of junior roles. And so they're really struggling with how to sort of make this jump from previously being a senior web designer to now being a junior product designer. And so we want to talk a little bit about that struggle, a little bit about, you know, if maybe you're in already a junior position, how to make that move up into senior. We got a few questions about it. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Sounds good. First though, Fem, how's things been going for you? Things have been going pretty good, actually. I caught up with, well, not caught up, I actually met uh, a fellow design YouTuber yesterday, which was really, really cool. Uh, Yeah, she's uh, living here in Toronto. And yeah, it was really nice to meet another YouTuber who's like making videos about design. Uh, Her name is Han. I will link her uh, YouTube in the show notes so that uh, you can go and check it out. She's a UX slash product designer. So it was really cool to meet a fellow, yeah, YouTuber making videos in design. And we shared a lot of like the same struggles and similar motivations. Uh, So that was really nice. I mean, previously in Amsterdam, like YouTube wasn't really, there wasn't really a community around YouTube. Mm. Uh, I know that in London, there's a really, really big one. Um, I don't think Toronto is quite as established, but it's nice to now and then bump into people who are, you know, making their own videos. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's something I'm definitely missing about living in Valencia is not having any of that YouTube community around. Like, I'm sure there must be people here who make YouTube videos. I have just not discovered any of them yet. (laughs) Yeah. Have you like tried looking on YouTube? Yes. Um, Haven't come across any so far. But it's hard to search by city on YouTube because, I don't know, unless you're making videos about your own city, uh, it's, it's not so common to find. Right. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit different from, say, searching on Twitter where most people have their location set, that sort of thing. It's not really the way YouTube works. Yeah. But yeah, I keep hoping, crossing my fingers, that one day I'll come across someone. There must be at least one person. <laughs> like, there must be. Yeah. There must be. You'll find them eventually. Eventually. <laughs> how, how else are things going? Anything else to kind of update us on lately? I saw you've been sending more newsletters recently. I got a couple of emails from you in the last month or two, which I really liked. Yeah, well, thank you for liking them. I've been wanting to get more into, I don't know, I've been struggling with this idea of like, oh, trying to produce a video each week, but also I want to get more into writing because eventually I want to write a book and so I want to build up that writing habit, you know. Um, so what I decided to do is that basically I'm going to publish at least one piece of content per week. And it might be a video, it might be a blog post. Maybe you'll have two weeks in a row that are videos and then two weeks that are blog posts. I don't know, I'm not, um, I'm trying to be a bit more fluid with it, but still stick to that regular cadence, if that makes sense. So I'm still creating something each week. So yeah, I've been doing a lot more writing lately and just feeling like I should 
be sending things out to my email list too. And what I did was in the latest email in particular, included a little link where if people are only interested in being on my email list to hear about big things, I don't know, launches or exciting new stuff, then they could opt out of receiving these content emails. But otherwise, I'm just going to email email people whenever I produce content. Now, maybe it'll be every week, maybe it'll be every two weeks. Uh, Again, I'm trying to be a bit more fluid with that. Uh, It's not like a, a regular weekly newsletter or anything like that. But yeah, feels good to be creating regularly in that way, for sure. What made you decide to kind of split it up in that way and not just keep it as one sort of list? Uh, Well, just to give people the option, you know, like I want to give people the option to stay on my email list, but just not get these regular emails about content if they're only interested in hearing, I don't know, when something new launches, like say if I have a product released or that sort of thing, then yeah, if they still want to hear from me, why not give them that option? but just also not annoy them by sending them content (laughs) that they're not interested in. (laughs) So now every time you publish a new video or a new blog post or whatever that might be, you send out a newsletter as well? Not necessarily every time. Um, In the last one in particular, uh, for example, I talked about both a new video and a new blog post because I hadn't sent an email the week before. So I'm, I'm not being very structured with it basically. And I think honestly it helps it to feel more organic and feel more like it's just me talking to people if it's not right it's tuesday at 5 p.m it's time for the weekly you know right. time to send out a newsletter it's, hel- it's helping me anyway i don't know if that's what all the email people recommend but that's just what i'm doing <laughs> yeah well it's your list you can play with it and kind of do what you want which is fun exactly <laughs> shall we get into today's topic though this junior versus senior i feel like in my career, I like I know things are probably different for you at Uber, but I have never had either junior or senior in front of my title. Um, my <laughs> job titles have gone, if I like think through my design career, I was graphic designer, designer, or maybe it was marketing designer, marketing designer, designer, and now uh, marketing design lead. <laughs> That's been my titles and how things have gone. And so the junior to senior thing for me, I guess, was a bit blurry because Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I could exactly say when I crossed over and became that um, and moved from being junior to senior. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that at the start that that's just interesting and that you shouldn't feel bad if you've never had senior designer in front of your title either because I haven't yeah I mean neither right now my official title is product designer two which I can (laughs) explain later what the two means but yeah I think for me it's not necessarily about the title but more about the level of responsibility uh, and what kind of comes with being at a different stage or level in your experience I guess Um, so that's what I think a lot of people struggle with is like and and I think people get hung up on the titles especially right like it 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 is important it does convey a lot you know especially like if you're looking for a job um you know you might be looking for that senior word or looking for that junior word and trying to figure out where you might place yourself as a product designer right now uh, I know that my next step is senior and in fact it, it my next title will have senior in it senior product designer and so for me that jump 
unlike where yours you were saying feels kind of blurry mine I think will be very obvious like okay yes now you're senior product designer that's a very obvious jump and with that I think comes a very clear set of new expectations yeah that makes sense I feel like I like if I think back to when I felt like a senior I was being introduced as a senior designer um when I was at zero and that was I think maybe I was three years into my career by that stage, three and a half maybe. Yep. Um, and I don't know if that's too soon or not. Like that that does seem like not that much career, you know. But um, I think uh, someone said in, in response to us that they would be interested to hear about this junior, senior uh, and what it means aside from years of experience. And I don't think years of experience is the best marker for determining whether you're at a junior level or a senior level. But unfortunately, I also don't know a better one. I think we go by years of experience because it's kind of universal and you can kind of expect that maybe after three years working solidly in the industry in this role that you're gonna have this sort of knowledge or have tackled this sort of projects. But of course, it greatly depends on what companies you worked at. Totally. And in, in what experience you're able to get in those years. So it's really tricky, but. Yeah, I would say for me, I felt like a senior really three and a half to four years into my career. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's hard to kind of the years of experience makes it like a bit more tangible. Right. Mm. Um, And if I think to kind of like the levels that we have at Uber, um, we do have like a sort of target range of how many years. So you know, for example, I'm looking at it now and for the first uh, senior product designer, say it's five plus years. Mm. Uh, and then if you want to go really high to senior staff product designer, that says 12 plus years, which if you think about it, is a long time. It's like a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, and these are these are not like strict rules. Right. Um, they're kind of just like guidelines. Uh, so I think it kind of helps to kind of, I guess, get you thinking about like, what you would have learned in, in that amount of time. And, and some things can't be learned overnight, right? It takes time to develop certain skills. So I kind of get the years of experience thing. But in addition, I think another kind of good measurement, and I say that in air quotes because it's not really something you can measure, um, is just kind of your set of responsibilities and your um, the expectations kind of put on you for different roles. Uh, so, you know, For like a junior role, you might be um, participating in projects. For a senior role, you might be leading projects. And that's quite different, right? So I think you can think also about like what the different responsibilities and expectations are too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just looking at our levels of salary that we have at ConvertKit and none of them are called junior or senior, but we have entry, developing, career level, advanced, expert, and then principal so oh. that's that's how ours go for for context and like the difference seems to be as i'm reading these descriptions is about like having expertise and applying it in the early stages versus then um having more wider ranging expertise and being able to conceptualize stuff and uh I don't know, be more informed by data and research and be leading and driving projects and coming up with the ideas in the later stages. I would say junior level is more doing the work, doing what is asked of you, doing it well, 
Uh, maybe having ideas here and there, but ultimately, you know, it's not up to you and you're going to do whatever your managers require of you. Whereas a senior level is you're more expected to be bringing those ideas to the table and bringing that quote unquote thought leadership (laughs) in as well and be advising on what you think is best to do, not just doing whatever is asked of you. Mm -hmm. I would say that'd be a way to describe the role, the, the difference between the roles. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's very fair. Something that we do at Uber, which I think is a little bit unique, is that I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but basically we have to kind of demonstrate the next level of mm-hmm. qualities in order to move up. So I think we have talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have. Uh, but just to repeat it in case people missed that episode, uh, essentially like they don't want to put someone in a level or position that they then you know can't handle or would struggle with so the kind of uh, expectation is that you will demonstrate already like you'll start to sort of in sort of you know six months leading up to promotion time begin to demonstrate that you're fulfilling out the qualities and responsibilities of the next level to kind of quote unquote prove uh, that that this is something that you can handle and something that you can actually excel in and then they'll move you up to that level Uh, And I actually kind of like it that way because it means that I can challenge myself without too much repercussion uh, in my current level and also identify areas where I could step up and like ask my peers around me to help support me in that. And it kind of gives me like a taste tester of what the next level might be like. And I can kind of almost learn and and train and graduate myself into that role so it's like a less of a scary jump yeah and i love that uber defines that but honestly i think that everyone who's wanting to progress in their career and move from junior to senior should have this mindset Mm. like don't wait yeah you shouldn't be waiting until someone gives you a senior designer title to start working on more complex complex issues and and using analysis in, in your job and that sort of thing you should be doing that to demonstrate why you deserve to be bumped up to senior, which, you know, hopefully comes with a bump in the pay as well to, mm-hmm. to reward you for this extra work and extra level of um, skills, you know, that you're, you're showing through your work. So I think you get that senior designer level and title by acting like a senior designer. Right. This is what's curious to me about our listener who emailed in, right? Um, struggling to find junior roles, but they already have this experience as a senior web designer. Mm -hmm. I would expect that a lot of the the skills that they learned and were using in their role as a web designer would come into play as a product designer, right? Especially the things like the more senior level of of analysis and ideas and and leading projects and that sort of thing. Perhaps the thing to do if, if you're feeling like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not considered, that's the word. Not being considered for the roles that you believe are the level that you should be at. Um, you've got to demonstrate that. You've got to show them why you are at that level, um, especially especially if you don't have previous job experience with that same title on your CV. Like You've got to make it easy for the person reviewing your application to see why, even though you don't have this job title previously, you do demonstrate the skills through these different avenues um, for that level role. Yeah. And I think that's hard. Uh, Yeah. Like ways around that could be doing side projects, doing freelance work on the side, you know, 
putting case studies in your portfolio that would help to demonstrate that. Uh, if that is not available to you or, or doesn't work for you, um, then I don't know. I feel like if this were me, what would most likely happen or like how I would imagine this playing out is that I would find a company that would recognize at least that yes I have this experience in web design and it's useful and it's valuable but also recognize that there are things that I still need to learn in the product design space and I might not be as uh, competent as I would be if I was entering a senior web role. So I would hopefully try and find a company that would be okay with you know, hopefully putting me in senior, but if that's not the case, then one level down and kind of having this discussion up front being like, look, let's reevaluate in, in six months or 12 months or something like that uh, and see how you go. And if, uh, you know, you might be ready quicker than usual to move up to the next stage, we could start seeding you some more complex challenges and see how you go and kind of reassess. That would be probably most likely what I would try and find, just a company that recognizes the skills I have and the experience I can bring and also be willing to kind of foster uh, where I'm currently at and help give me opportunities to, you know, kind of take the fast track to senior for the product design track. I think also as part of this, when you're researching jobs to apply for, good questions to ask or to try and figure out through job descriptions is what does senior actually mean in this company compared to where you've been at? Because... I don't know, maybe like somewhere like Uber probably has, well, as you've described in previous episodes, strict guidelines and uh, competencies that you have to demonstrate to move up to a certain level. So things are pretty well defined there. And maybe it's harder to become a senior there than it is at a smaller company, perhaps, you know, like um, I'm thinking of a, a place that I worked previously everyone on the development team was called a senior engineer and like literally everyone who was hired was a senior. The reason they did that was because they didn't want, like this wasn't a place for training basically. And it wasn't a place for people who need handholding or I don't know, people who couldn't take full ownership over a task. And so by only of advertising for senior engineers and only, you know, hiring people who they believe demonstrated that, um, that's how they got the type of developer they needed. But I would take a gamble at saying that a lot of the people on the development team, who are all great people, by the way, I mean, no hate in saying this, <laughs> but some of them were like, had that senior engineer title. If they went to an Uber or Google, you know, one of the big tech companies, they would be well below the senior engineers right. at those companies because there is more clearly defined things that you need to demonstrate there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not just given the title because you are competent to do the job without handholding, which, you know, was kind of how it was at this company. So I think that's important to understand and why also you shouldn't count yourself out when you're applying for roles. If you're a junior and you see a role that is midweight or senior, really take the time to understand what that means by reading uh, the job description, reading about what they're saying this role will entail, and think about if those are the things that you can do. Don't count yourself out just because you don't have that job title yet, because, you know, senior, midway, junior, they mean completely different things at every company, unfortunately. Totally. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is something I wanted to sort of give insight to as well. Uh, from like the hiring side, we often 
don't advertise quote unquote junior roles. We often Mm. the position we put up is senior product designer and that basically automatically puts in a quality filter in a way. And so we'll, we'll take in all the applications. And if, if there's someone in there who maybe doesn't meet senior requirements, but Hey, we have this junior role open, or we think that they would be a really good fit in another way. We'll definitely pursue that. Uh, so I think you make a really great point is like, just because it says senior, uh, don't discount it because often like there's other roles behind the scenes that might not be publicly advertised uh, or, you know, if you are a really great candidate and a good fit, uh, then they, they might find something for you uh, that will match what you're looking for. So yeah, I I always like to say too, like you already have a no, but you might get a yes. So Mm -hmm. like nothing's going to hurt you in just applying anyway and seeing where it goes. When you applied for your role at Uber, was that marketed as a senior role my role was not advertised I oh, I did not publicly apply because <laughs> I'm special no <laughs> uh no they reached out to me so I didn't go through that process right right that's fair um sometimes too companies won't say a level right that the role True. is and then the most frustrating thing and I think this happens to a lot of people is there's no level given in the job description or whatever because the company feels like they're open to that open to anything it's more about the right person Mm -hmm. but often the responses that you get as someone applying to these roles are well I'm sorry you don't have enough experience which is frustrating because you know the role didn't dictate any sort of Mm -hmm. level of experience Mm -hmm. so that happens too I don't think I really have a solution for that unfortunately but I would say for any role that you're applying for you should be trying to highlight all the reasons why uh, you're the you're the best at what you do, you know. So even if you are a junior and you're applying for a role that doesn't say w- what level they're looking for, yeah, I would not introduce yourself as a junior designer, right? right? Just, I would just introduce yourself as a designer, yeah. and say, oh, um, you know, I got the chance to lead this project or partner with our uh, principal designer on this project. Totally. You know, and, and highlight all the good things you've done. Don't um, give them any reason to think that you don't have enough experience, basically. Not saying to lie. No. I'm just saying totally. to pad it out. <laughs> I, I think that applies regardless. Like, don't limit yourself by labeling yourself a junior designer in big letters at the top of your resume. Uh, let let the, the reader kind of come to a conclusion. And they probably know better than you anyway where you would fit in the company, right? From the company perspective yeah um like we had an applicant recently that applied for a, a design manager role and they felt that she was a better fit for like a more senior lead uh so now they she's going through that uh interview process for a different role even though she applied for the manager role so you know like i wouldn't label yourself too much obviously you do want to label yourself as a designer um, yeah. but also kind of be open to like where the company feels you might best fit. Yeah, that makes sense. What do we what do we think we can give us advice to people though who are looking to move from junior to senior? Like forgetting mm-hmm. companies and their requirements and all that because I think like we've discussed there is a clear set of skills that you need to be a more senior level in the field. Um leading things, using analysis, coming up with your own ideas and um all of that sort of thing. How do you think people can get that experience um, as a, as a junior. 
Well, at a, at a practical level in terms of like making the jump in roles, I feel like there's kind of two paths you could take. Uh, the first being to grow within the company you're at. And the second being to basically change jobs and jump levels, which mm. I know that for some people has been very successful. So I don't have any experience doing that, like making the jump and bumping up your, your levels. So I won't speak to it. Um, but more the path that I'm trying to take right now is to grow internally. Um, so we basically have this spreadsheet that has the different levels and the different expectations uh, and the years of experience uh, for each level. And so this is something that I can have open uh, and kind of remind myself of, look to, and something that I'm actually wanting to do because now I'm kind of entering the you know, I would kind of like to reach senior by the end of next year. So I'm starting to really think proactively about how I want to achieve this. Uh, so something that I'm planning to do before the end of this year is actually sit down with my manager and sort of be really open with her and say, this is what I'm trying to do. I would really love your help in, in helping me achieve this. Uh, can we come up with a growth plan for me? Can we work together through this? Let's go through the summary of expectations, the the impact that I need to have in order to reach the next level and can we be a bit uh, proactive and detailed about where there are opportunities and what challenges there are available to me that I could pick up and take on so that I could grow into this senior role. So that's kind of the approach that I want to take over the next year I guess. I imagine it's going to take about a year. Uh, So yeah I mean hopefully you're at a place that is really supportive of this kind of growth and you have a manager that is willing to to help and support you through that journey. I do think that part of it's something that I would challenge you to do, Femme, and anyone listening wanting to make this jump, that a part of becoming senior is to come to the table with your own thoughts on how you think you can reach it. Oh, yeah. So I'm not saying you were, you were saying you were going to do this, but don't rely on your manager to have the path laid out for you. Instead, come to them saying, hey, this project's coming up. I would love to take on this role within it so that I can demonstrate this, this, and this, which I know I need to do to be a senior and bring those own ideas in with you. Yeah, no, that is that is great advice. Like always where you can, I think it's good to be proactive and take some kind of initiative. And even if you're at a company that doesn't really have these specific growth plans like Uber or like ConvertKit does with these different levels and what it means, I think it can always be up to you to be taking on more responsibility for each project. Like be careful not to bite off more than you can chew, but maybe each thing you work on, try and bring a little bit more of the senior designer mindset to the table, whether it's, I don't know, you're handed a brief, you're asked to do a certain thing, instead of just doing it as exactly as asked, maybe you can go and do some of your own research and analysis, talk to the data person within your company and say, hey, how are people using this in the past? I'd love to look for some areas that we could improve and and show initiative in that way. I think that there's always something you can do, even if it's not being asked of you, to demonstrate why you deserve to be bumped up a level or to get the training, you know, that you need in order to be bumped up a level. Eventually start getting in those things now. Totally. Yeah, totally. This has given me a lot to think about too for my personal journey uh, that that I want to take (laughs) over the next year. Uh, So thanks. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I'm excited that we can keep checking in on this as the year goes on about how you're going, like especially after you come up with this plan with your manager, I'd love to hear about what 
some specific areas of opportunity are for you. And I think it could really help other people to hear that as well. Totally. Yeah. Uh, ask me again in a couple months and I'll see what Deal. I can share. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Where can people go to listen to more episodes of this podcast, fam? You can go to designlife.fm and you'll find all of our episodes there. We're also on Spotify, by the way. If you like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, you can find us on there and stream us whenever you like. Yes, or Overcast, like the tool that I use. Yes. <laughs> Apple Music, all of the things. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at designlife.fm there. We generally like to tweet out before a show with the topic and that's where we get your questions to make sure that those are things that we're going to address during the recording. So yeah, if you've got specific things that you'd like to hear about, please feel free to tweet us. We would love to hear your requests for episodes, just like this one here came out of a listener request. So that's always really awesome. Thank you, listener. Uh, also, if you really like the show, maybe you could consider leaving us a podcast review. It's been a little while since we got a review uh, and a while since I read any out. Uh, so if you like the show, we would love that feedback. We would love to hear how it's helping you. Uh, please do consider leaving us a review. Yes, we'd really appreciate that. All right. Talk to you next time, fam. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.